both. It's it's something going around. Something going around. Melanated family, how we doing tonight? Thank you everybody for tuning in to a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo podcast, and this is the uh, this is the Thursday edition, but it's also the Black History Month edition, right? So me and my sister Sonia Williams Lewis, who joined who joins me on this show so graciously week by week, we'll be discussing different figures from Black history, but today, right? We're going to have a specific conversation because my sister wrote an article on LinkedIn, which I'm going to post because if you're black, you have to read it. Yeah. She wrote an article. The, the title of this article is, is so describes her personality to me. Black History Month protects whiteness, false narratives, and hand-picked caricatures perpetra um, perpetrate norms of exclusion. So we're going to get into that because yeah. we need to celebrate Black History Month. And just any time to celebrate your blackness is a blessing. But this month, this country, like a lot of holidays, like a lot of things that's presented to us, may not be on the up and up at all times. So we need to discuss it. We need to have open-ended conversations about these things while still honoring our ancestors in these individuals that a lot of you, a lot of us, I'll include myself sometimes, mm -hmm. don't know about these individuals. So we need to learn about them. So if you're listening to this on one of the digital platforms, uh, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all these places, hit the like button, hit the share button, continue to subscribe, download the, the episodes of the Melanated Convo Podcast. Please continue to do that. Everybody watching on one of the video platforms, Facebook or YouTube, me and my sister go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's a Tuesday show as well on this platform. Tap in, get familiar with us. We 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 on our black thing. You know what I mean? Especially you know this month. Especially this month. So blackity black black. Black. <laughs> I've been seeing you. So you've been going crazy. You trying to let them know. You know what I mean? We got to. Y'all better come on in now. Before we get to my sister's article and just her giving a quick breakdown of how Black History Month was created. I know a lot of people out there may not be familiar with the story. We are going to familiarize you with that today. But a couple new stories before we get to that. Sonia, me and you a couple weeks ago spoke about a nine-year-old black girl named Bobby Wilson out of New Jersey. Now, this young black girl is being honored currently by Yale, by the Peabody Museum of Natural History at Yale. They accepted her donation of her lantern flies because for everybody who don't know, she was capturing lantern flies outside of her home. Um, which, you know, reading reports from scientists and other people, these are pretty dangerous species. Like, they want you to kill them. <laughs> like, these are actually insects that they say, hey, when you spot them, get rid of them just based on everything right. they come with. And this young lady was capturing these lanternflies for like a YouTube page or a TikTok page she had just to show what she was doing to her audience. And someone called the police on her. And one of the most revealing things we spoke about last time was the fact that they mentioned not a young black innocent child was uh, spraying the lantern flies, but it was a young black woman. 
is how she right. was described. So the right. Peabody Museum of Natural History at Yale accepted Bobby's donation of her personal lanternfly collect, uh, collection, presenting her with the title of donor scientist. The collection is now available for public viewing in the museum's wow. database. After hearing about this, Sonia, knowing what this small child went through, how do you take a institution of this magnitude presenting her with such a thing? You know, I have, I'm always going to have mixed emotions, but at the end of the day, I think for a young person of her educationers, educational stature, um, that this is an incredible honor, right? To be recognized as someone who's contributing not only to the, the field of science, but is contributing to the social justice of the world, right? Because you withstood something that was unjust um, and, and you continue to do your work. The bad part about it is Oftentimes, organizations and institutions like a Yale, like a Harvard, um, they make money off of our Black genius, and we don't get the full benefit of what that genius um, could produce. Um, so I'm hoping that not only will this spark her to um, go deeper in her scientific endeavors, but that it will also force a Yale to form a relationship with this young lady that hopefully will lead to a full ride scholarship. You know, yeah. um, that's the translation of dollars and cents that makes sense to me. Don't just say, oh, I want to give you this recognition. Don't just give me a certificate. Don't just bring me to your school and give me a tour. Make sure that I get to the highest level of my educational capabilities because I was a genius at this age. So I want to see those kind of dots connected um, for this young baby because she deserves it. Like she was doing something not only to help the environment in her community, but she was also doing something that um, scientists were like, oh, well, yeah, we need to <laughs> address this issue. Mm -hmm. And she was sharing it in a platform that makes so much sense to young people to day so yeah. it was like so many layers to it it was not just that she's doing something scientific that makes sense she was making sure that young people her age got the message that they too can be scientists because she was mm -hmm. and and that and that's a beautiful thing but you know and and we think a lot alike because when i see things like this i say hey if someone genuinely Yes. Wants to present this young lady with something that can motivate her and inspire her so she can keep moving forward because that was right. a demoralizing incident. Yes. Many people are not aware when you come into contact with police at a young age, especially from our community, that can be traumatizing. So if they're genuine about this award. If they're genuine about acknowledging this young lady, it can spark her future in the right direction. But I'm tired of being placated to I'm like, yes. I'm tired of corporations using us, using news headlines and things that are popular just to gain favor with whatever organization they running with. I'm Absolutely. tired of that shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. I wanted to bring it up again because I'm being like a like a 40 something year old man at this point, seeing young people who know what they want to do at a young age, like yes. 9, 10, 11, 12. When I see young people who are on the path that for the most part may lead their life, I appreciate that because when everybody's not blessed with that gift to find that thing right. that motivates them at such a young age and being black, sometimes you don't realize you could be on the right track to something 
um, not just profitable, but something that can benefit your soul and you right. get roadblocks. Sometimes this roadblock comes in the form of a parent or someone close to you who say, you can't do that. You right. Can't you can't pick that ball up, right. whatever it may be. But to see this young lady trying to help society, TikTok page, and she's very bright. Like if you do yeah. some research on her, she, she's very bright. So I appreciate everything that she's been trying to do. But big organizations, schools, institutions, right. don't come fucking with us if y'all not genuine, man. Absolutely. We, we Absolutely. don't need that. You know, it's amazing that most young people, and I say most because I don't know, <clears throat> I, I taught high school um, for almost 20 years, but even when sending my children to school and, and knowing that they're the peers that they had, everybody goes with such high hopes and, and they want to learn, they want to be better and they see and are exposed to so much stuff and it sparks something in them. But along the way, that spark gets dimmed because of something that us as adults do or the institutions that we find ourselves in. Yep. And so I just want every black brilliant scholar that's out there, I don't care how young, reach for the stars, create it if it ain't created already, just be the best version of you because one thing we know for sure is that, you know, the theme of black history this year is resilience. And we have resisted some stuff because mm -hmm. if we hadn't, we wouldn't be here still. Yeah. So I just feel like they have such room to grow and to, to turn some things around that you and I didn't have in our generation. Very true. Very true. And acknowledging this young sister, um, Writing the wrong of what happened. Yeah. If genuine, it could be extremely beneficial. If nefarious, it can put her into more of a deeper hole emotionally. Absolutely. You, 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 you see, and that's why I think the parents involved in these situations should be vetting out the Absolutely. source just to ask questions like, "Hey, why y'all doing this?" Right. You see, because if you want to potentially, like you said, like I mean, present her with a scholarship. She nine now, six, seven years. She'll be ready. Right. Hey, look, we're going to put our money where our mouth is and make sure this young lady has a seat at our table proverbially so she can come here and learn and use the things she was doing, not just a capitalistic type of thing. So right. shout out to that young sister. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Now, one thing else we're going to get on before we get into my sister's article and the creation of Black History Month. Everybody that's just joining me, this is Harrison, the Melanated Combo Podcast. My sister, Sonia Williams-Lewis from Ascribe Educational Consulting. You feel me? 20 years in the teaching industry. So she has a lot of knowledge about our babies and just children in general, as well as having a spirit and black structure and black power, which I appreciate. So yeah. we're going to get into her article. We're going to get into the creation of black history. But one more story before that, because... I try my best to come on here and be on code with my black people. And what that means to me is black men and women, I am going to scold you in private, salute you in public. Absolutely. I try, that, that's one of the codes I try to uphold. But damn it, it's hard at times. Yes, it is. And sometimes a public display of ignorance requires a public display of correction but i'm gonna be Absolutely. respectful all the time because i pride myself on your own any man or woman i'm talking about on this microphone in front of these damn lights if i can't say it in your face if i see you in the streets whether you're big or small 
If right. I can't say the same shit, I'm not going to say it now. Right. You see? Because it's all in love. So Absolutely. We, me and my sister talked about the Tyree Nichols situation. Five black officers um, beat this man to death, basically. We all seen the video by now. It was atrocious. His family, the people in that community are rioting and um, using their voice and the power they feel they have to come to some type of resolve. Now, what? Uh, Jason Whitlock, everybody is aware of Jason Whitlock. He's a sports commentator, um, resident coon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever. But this brother got on Tucker Carlson's show. We all know Tucker Carlson is a white man who has disdain for black society. So if you're a black person, I'm not, I'm not telling you don't go on his show, but it's like going into a war field. Like you right. have to be aware and be on code. So I'm going to play a quick clip of Jason Whitlock talking on this on Tucker Carlson's show because we need to realize as black folks if we don't like something we see <coughs> if we don't like something that happened that involves us there's us. a way and a place to speak about it and if you speak about my people with disdain I don't care what the color of your skin is I can't rock with that Absolutely. I'm going to look at you sideways because empathy Absolutely. and love is always needed when we're speaking. And this brother, Jason Whitlock, doesn't seem to show that a lot. So let me play a small clip of what he said about Tyree Nichols in Black Single Mothers. We play it real quick. Hold on one second. Absolutely. Because this happens a lot, Sonia, with different Black men. And we know going on someone's show, you can be... um. You can be doing it for shock value. You right. can get off of TV and be on code. You could be the spook that said by the door. But right. in media, like our people are so gullible. People in general are so gullible. They're so eager to take in information. The words you say, you got to be careful. You feel me? So yes. let's listen to a little bit of this. Because there yeah. is a racial element. And this is a story about young black men to treat each other in a humane way. Everybody involved in this on the street level was either 24 to 32 years old. Everybody. It was a group of young black men, five on one. Looked like gang violence to me. It, it looked like what young black men do when they're supervised by a single black woman. And that's what they got going on in the Memphis Police Department. They've elected some uh, or put some black woman in charge of the police force. And we're getting the same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of these cities that are run by single mothers. Th th if we want to discuss the breakdown of family that leads to disrespect for authority, that causes you to resist the police and run from the police and not comply with the police because you resist authority at all times, because there was no male authority in your home, Let's have that discussion. But that's not where they want to take us. They no. want to take us down the path of saying, you know what? This is Tucker Carlson's fault. This okay. So enough of that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to listen to that. Okay. So a couple things that we need to address, Sonia. So you go on this show and you make it seem like me as a black man, if a cop pulls me over, cop, i.e., just another man right. with a badge, right. with a gun. If I'm having a bad day, 
or today I feel like I don't want another person to touch me. None of this should cause me my life. So he's basically framing it as, as a black man. If I'm resisting, if I am opposed to authority doing a certain thing to me, it's because I didn't have a father. Then he speaks negatively about, and there's a there's some black woman running, and I'm like, wait a minute. Look, some of some of you Negroes, man, and I'm saying Negroes to be respectful to my sister because right, right. <laughs> some of you Negroes, y'all have a problem with black women that can span based on your relationships, that can yes. span based on the relationship you have with your mom, based on seeing how black women get treated in society. Sometimes y'all just be on some hate black women shit, and it it. It, it it seeps out in how you conversate. So, so when you see this brother basically blame, and then he said, it looks like a whole bunch of thugs. What are we talking about? When you see a black man position his argument like this, what do you think? You know, several things came to mind when I heard this interview initially. The first thing that came to mind is obviously he is not aware of the historical foundation of what the police are. We talk about this every week when we talk about these instances, right? So could it be that historically black men are afraid of anyone who's in a batch because we don't know what the outcome might be? Could it be that, that we're not resisting? We're trying to get to a place where we feel that we will be more safe. Could it be that we're running because we know that the, it, the ultimate result could be our death? Could it possibly be that we are scared and mm -hmm. we just want, I mean, he's calling mama. He's a supposedly feet away from his mother's front door. He's screaming it so loud, hoping to get the attention of his mother. Hmm. The problem that I have with this individual, then taking it to another step, another layer of not only anti-blackness, but anti-I hate women, right? You gonna put something you first you made a correlation between the the um captain of this department, which you don't know anything about her background, whether or not she's a single mother or not. But here's the thing: if you Google his background, he was raised by a single mother. So mm -hmm. he had some hate within him based mm -hmm. on his experiences, and that does not mean that every child that is raised by a single mother has negative outcomes, quite opposite is the case. In a lot of cases, you have single mothers, single black mothers in particular, who are working two and three jobs to make sure that they are providing for their young people. They have a village around them to make sure that their young people are safe. They are having expectations of their young people. Don't be like me. Make sure that you get your education. Make sure that you get a job. Make sure that you treat the person that you are ultimately in love with, with kindness and respect. These are the outcomes of the single mothers, single black mothers that I know. And I can speak to that because my mother was a single black mother for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I will also say that within our own community, we know you hear the phrase all the time, all kin folk ain't skin folk. Yep. There is this intentional divide that besides slavery and besides the law enforcement situation, there is a conditioning that we have been under attack that separates the man and the woman in the black family since the beginning of time that we've been in this country. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so if we're not going to talk about that, yeah. right, we yeah. can have a conversation about nothing because they took the men out of the slave quarters with the black women. Yeah. 
this is this is all facts. So sometimes, Sonia, when I look at a grown man, like I'm a, I'm gonna say his name, Jason Whitlock is on Tucker Carlson's show speaking ill about this young black man who just died. Sometimes right. I'm thinking we know this history, right? So if you understand this history, you doing this for a different reason. To, Absolutely. To, to, to be that insensitive to say he's running and maneuvering away from the cops because he has a single mom. This is some political shit. Like this Absolutely. is something you're doing for the likes and the views, but this can be damaging because another black person who does not know our history may listen to you or watch what you're doing and take the shit you saying at face value. Excuse me. When this is just completely nuts, because again, right. You also go on Tucker Carlson's show, which we know if he ain't a goddamn white supremacist, he acting like one. He act like one on a weekly basis. You can't go on his brother's show and spew this type of nonsense. No. This before. So this is why I'm talking about Jason Whitlock. Because this yeah. is the first time. Because if this brother gets off camera and has a completely different narrative, shame on you. Like Absolutely. words matter. That's something I'm learning very, very clearly, everybody. Words yeah. matter. And if you want to get on a platform and blame single mothers for a black man dying, wrong time, wrong place. Do we have Absolutely. an issue with unwed or mothers who have children or young people who have children who don't have resources, who aren't in a position to successfully or or like penetrate their family the correct way right. to make sure everyone's taken care of? Yeah. There's systematic issues that cause this. We know what the cause of this is, but you have to approach it in a particular way, Sonia. So when right. I see a black man that comes at it in such a nefarious way, I, it's hard for me to trust them. You see what I'm yep. saying? Yep. You see what I'm saying? Because if you have a black and you say he's from a single mom, this is amazing to me. This is this this is amazing to me. So you understand the strife your mom had to go through. You understand that if you a single mother and you raise a son that's a lawyer or some type of athlete or something, that's more of a rarity. Most of the time, the kids they struggle a little bit, but if the mom is down and she figures out a way to communicate, gets mentors, do whatever she can, the kid can eventually be okay. Yes, but there is a conversation to be had about how we have children, how Absolutely. we think about our future. There's a way to do that. And how he did it makes me really untrustworthy. And I'm going to say this again. One of the biggest examples of black liberation to me was the Haiti, the 1804. Um, yes. When, when, when Haiti won that war against all those white armies. Yep. One of the first things they did before they went to battle with an enemy the first thing they did is looked around and said, which one of you niggas is shifty? Let me find you first, because if I don't get the coon, this is all going to fall by the wayside. A hundred something, 200, 300 slave revolts. They was just a running. There's so many slave revolts. They don't talk about them all. They were always happening. Right. Always. You think they were just waiting to die or waiting to pick cotton? Fuck that. Most of them was like, I'm out of here. But you know why they didn't go through? Because a Negro said, wait a minute, nah. I got to tell somebody. I yeah. want that butter biscuit. Absolutely. <laughs> I want that hot meal. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So got to point out these individuals, Sonia, sometimes when they do things publicly, because 
I want to put an eye on them. We don't look because you hit me to something. Like maybe the first time we talked, I don't know if you remember this. I mentioned coons and my disdain for them, and you came back with love. Like, well, maybe we may have to like you know bring them in the shed, discipline them, teach them a little something, but yeah. keep them over there. Like, nigga, you ain't touching none of the silverware until I know. <laughs> until I know what your intentions are, but I ain't Absolutely. gonna off you. <clears throat> it's it's one of those things that I mean I, I say look at the dynamics of your family. Everybody got a drunk in their family. Everybody got one of them, you know, people that might be touching folks inappropriately. And everybody got a person who might got a little bit of mental health challenges. So when we think about just the the sure nature of who we are as a people, one I don't want us to get caught up in this sense that we are all the same because we are so not. I mean, think about brother Tyree. He was a skateboard nerd who just loved people and God and had a smile on his face. From all of the stories that I've heard, I went to the vigil here in Sacramento, which he has a huge family here. It was so touching just to see them come out and, and just want to honor him as well as his family that's in um, Tennessee. I'm just like, we can't when it comes to doing business, we have to be like very intentional about what we say in public that could possibly damage the whole. And that's what I mean about those folks who might not have the best agenda or have come to the greatest conclusion about where we are as a collective people when we talk about black folks. Because we know them. We know, I got black Republican, you know, the, the uppity ones in my family who are like, oh, well, I don't want to tell you, but I voted for Trump. Every, I think we all got to contend with folks that we know like this. Yeah. But I also know that when I bring you to the family reunion, you can't talk this. You that don't bring that to the domino table. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Don't come up in here criticizing the way in which children are running around. Don't come up in here talking about, oh, y'all couldn't have did this better. We have to have a level, a standard of there are certain things we'll say in public. And there are certain conversations that we can have at home. And mm-hmm. I am all for gathering us, gathering like I might got to pull you by your collar and gather you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And be like, no, let's usher you out in this moment because this mm-hmm. energy is not right. And you are not tearing, telling the narrative that is going to positively impact the collective of who we are as black people. Yep. Yep. And we need to and we need to walk that fine line. Because when I mention and I and I say these brothers names in love, like I don't wish no harm on nobody, but our community needs help. And if you publicly bring disdain to us, whether it's an entertainer, whether it's a rapper, a commentator, whoever you is, it's important that we have the conversation in in the dialogue, same dialogue I would have in your face. Absolutely. You go on these platforms and speak negatively about us. It looks it's, it 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 not only looks off cold, but sometimes these people invite you there just to do that. And some of you may know that. Like since since the early 1900s, Sonia, we've had a large section of black population who says white ice is colder. I have a degree or I'm edgy. That's why I rock with you, because you were educated sister who went to college. But, you know, your people still need help. See, they set it up for you. To forget about us. Yeah, go to this school far away from your house. Experience different shit so you can say, you know what? I'm never going back to that down. Going back. 
right. I'm never going back there. See, but we need to realize our people need help. And some of these people on TV don't realize we can use you too, brother. Yes. Sister. But if you continually shame us, me personally, I'm going to say something in public like you said something in public. But if I see you privately, we can chop it up and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna protect you against our enemies. See, right? Call, call me a fool, but I'm because we got the fool. same enemies at the end of the day. That's we got the same enemies at the All end of the day. day. All, All day, day long. long. You see, <clears throat> I'm sitting in front of my brother having a conversation. I'm gonna conduct it differently, opposed to someone who is potentially my enemy. I'm not coming across every Caucasian person, every person outside of my race and say, hey, my enemy, but my goddamn antennas is up. Right, right. If you prove to me otherwise, then we can rock out. You can be an uh, you can be an ally or whatever, but damn it, we have to be aware. of. And Jason Hedlock, for, for the record, he can truly feel that way. Like, no, no, sh he can truly feel that single moms are ruining our community and watching that type of interaction is based on single moms, but you don't say it there. You figure out the right way to say it. If your goal right. is to empower black folks, you feel me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so last part of the show today, family is black history month. Every week, me and my sister, Sonia will introduce different individuals from black history to you guys. The reason why um, it's based on how we both feel, but also the catalyst for this is my sister wrote an article called Whiteness, False Narratives and Handpicked Caricatures Perpetuates Norms of Exclusion. So what I want you to do really quickly, Sonia, because I feel the same way about these institutions and how they feed us our black history. But right. first, talk to me about um, your motivation behind writing the article. You know, for the past several years, I've been in this place where people ask me to come out and give a presentation about, about Black History Month. And I ask the same question year after year. Can people identify the top five Black leaders or heroes um, that get celebrated on a regular basis? And I specifically don't ask Black folks this question. And so they'll name, of course, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They'll name Rosa Parks. They will name um, Jackie Robinson. They might name like Mae Jameson. Um, they'll name Malcolm X as a way of saying you don't want to be like that, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Right. But we are more than five black heroes. It, mm -hmm. it was more than five black people that built this country for free. The history of slavery in this country is American history, that's not black history. Mm -hmm. And and I want people to understand that that's not our history. Our history was well before slavery. Mm -hmm. We made it past slavery and there were certain things that we had to endure in this country to survive. And so I get tired of my kids coming home from school and really and truly this is my motivation everything always goes back to them they come home from school it's january the third week in january we just celebrated martin luther king jr and then february comes around and guess who they study in again and this is not me knocking dr king 
I love the mission of Dr. King. I love the true meaning of Dr. King, right? The true meaning of him being a revolutionary, the true meaning that he was arrested over 40 times, the true meaning that he was public enemy number one, and that he didn't die by a gunman's bullet. He died in the hospital because white supremacy said, we ain't letting this nigga out of here lie, mm. period. But that's not the history that we hear about Dr. Martin Luther King. We hear about he was a reverend. He wore a suit. He was very, very well educated. He articulated the dream and needs of black people beyond that of most black folks. Yes. And so we want to lift him up. So when I say handpicked caricatures, you turned our heroes into these mythical figures that are not human not anymore. Yep. And I need for us to stop letting white America, whiteness, the comfortability of who they choose as our black leaders to be our black leaders. So yep. that's what I mean by Black History Month has become a tool that is now weaponizing black folks to be like, oh, well, we gave you a month. Get that shit out of here. I need more than a month. Black history is all day, every day because I can't take this off. And then it the the um. The hard part to swallow for me, Sonia, is how the the blatant disrespect, what people need to realize, most of the figures that they're celebrating, the media outlets, the New York Times, L.A., all these companies that a lot of them have been around for a very long time. Yes. When these individuals were alive, this country could not stand them. This is frustrating. I, and I'm not stupid. I see some of you 67-year-old Negroes who wearing a Martin Luther King shirt, but when he was alive, your parents told you, stay away from that stay rebel away. rouser. Yep. Stay away from that, uh, 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 I forgot the name that they call Troublemaker. <laughs> you troublemaker, that rebel rouser, that radical. Mm -hmm. that, that, was, that, that was they called a black man who was about something, see? Right. And they continue to do it. This ain't just what... Martin and Malcolm and Medgar Evers and all these men who died in their 20s and 30s, y'all. Right. I'm say this. These yeah. were young men who died at the precipice of what they were going to be. And it still happens. Look at like a, for instance, look at like a Mike Tyson, right? When he was at his scariest moment in American history, everybody in the media said, stay away from this animal. He's a rapist. He'll he'll do something to you now. He didn't make it better because he was doing all kinds right. of shit, whatever. But now that they've neutered him, I'll say it. <laughs> mm -hmm. He came to Jesus moment and said, "I'm I'm sorry. I was a bad guy. I put my gloves down. I'm not a threat to you anymore." Now, right. they, now he's America's hero. Right after they wash you up and spit you out, then they say, "Well, come on back over here." See the, so the black perfect history. example. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. No, the go perfect ahead. example that I, I share with people is the reality. Like we all know who Rosa Parks is, and and I don't ever want to take away the fact that she said I'm tired of this and I'm gonna sit today, right? But before Rosa decided that she was going to sit, there was a 15 year old pregnant black woman who was dark skinned. Her name was Claudette Colvin. She wasn't married. She hadn't had, don't got an education. She ain't got a husband behind her with a law degree and all that kind of stuff. She sat, she was pregnant and refused to give her seat to a white woman, but she didn't become the face of the Montgomery boycott. Mm. Rosa Parks did six months later. Claudette Colvin was also arrested. 
Claudette Colvin's record did not get expunged and cleaned up until she was in her 80s. But this is what we won't teach, right? They pick who we should celebrate if it looks like American value. So Rosa Parks, a married, educated, from a nice community, Christian woman. Oh, wait, wait. So, wait, damn. I didn't know this. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Rosa Parks fit the build. She fit the build. Mm. So we're going to bring you into the fold. We'll celebrate what you did. But Claudette, who was a 15-year-old, pregnant, oh, promiscuous, oh, little dark-skinned, you know, all the the stereotypes that go with dark-skinned black girls in this country, Mm -hmm. right? Sapphire, Jigaboo, all all those stereotypes that come along with us. Yeah. By the way, these are the stereotypes that originated on slave plantations as you was raping our bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. As you were forced enough to have baby after baby. Black women on slave plantations would have upwards of 20 pregnancies. And hopeful, you know, not have 20 pregnancies and maybe deliver half of them. Mm. Do you understand the wear and tear of one being raped? Then having baby after baby after baby taxing on your body. And then having doctors and scientists come afterwards and say, oh, you can do this without medication. Oh, and now that your breasts are filled with breast milk, go ahead and feed that breast milk to to white master's baby. Like, come on now, come on, uh, come on now. So this is deep. So everybody, when we say Black History, remove what you've been told. Use this month. Let's just say you are an adult, which I come across every day, who ain't put much time into learning about your history. I I come across you all the time. Use this month as a catalyst, which yeah. for me, like people say Black History 365, I'm comfortable. I actually live that shit. Right. Last Tuesday was Black History Month. For me, last Absolutely. August, I was giving it up the same way. So don't come at me with that shit. But I love my people. So get, let's, uh, let's use everything as an opportunity to evolve. Yeah. Right? So yeah. this month, maybe you ain't never took the time to read a book about Black History. Now's the time. Sonia. Give them a quick, a brief synopsis of Carter G. Woodson and how this whole thing was started. Carter was, to me, a G. He was like a revolutionary. He said, not only do I want us to tell us to be in sync with one another so that we can be prideful about ourselves, I want to make sure that as we go into spaces where it's not us, that we can talk about why us is important and why us is excellent and why us should have pride in us. And that was the goal. He had two goals. One was to instill self-pride so that we can have these conversations, right? But two, two, he wanted to make sure that um, Black history was married with American history. And his goal was that we wouldn't be in the place that we are today, where we whitewash everything, where the narrative has been changed, where we erase and silence people's stories to make whiteness be elevated. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's the reality that we still live in today. So he started off with a week. It was Negro History Week. Um, and he really just wanted to celebrate like the achievements of black folks. And then there were some students at Kent University in Ohio who said, uh, we want to make this a month. And they that's what really propelled it. That was he, you know, Carter G. Wilson had this initiative in the 1930s. 
it didn't become a month or even discussed to become a month until the 1970s. We're talking about a whole 40 years later, four decades later. For some people, that's a lifetime. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. when you think about 19, I want to say it was 1978 or 1976, mm -hmm. when it was officially became a nationally recognized, we are, this is now Black History Month. Mm -hmm. We then began to say, okay, why and what are we celebrating? And what I think we've done, what, what we've allowed white America to do is one dictate how much of this celebration it can be. I'm good. You know, I'm always down for a party. Like we're going to do what it do. We're going to be the, the culture that is the culture because we are it. We're going to bring the food that everybody want to eat. We're going to have the dances, our clothes, our expressions, our slang, our ability to be athletic. All of those things are going to be celebrated. I just don't want us to get caught up in having those kind of celebrations. I want us to also know the history, why we should be celebrating these things. Definitely, definitely. Well put, my sister. And anybody who is in the reading, which we all should be at this point, um, Carter G. Woodson has a book called The Miseducation Mis of the Negro, I think it is. Yes. A lot of good information. He, he goes into all these things in, in, yeah. in, in his way of thinking regarding our history and why we haven't been taught it in school. And this is in the early 1900s. Yeah. So, this, so, so this is important information. And just like you mentioned, the young lady that started before Rosa Parks, like I said, every week we're going to do a couple black history facts. There's a sister named Annie Malone. Everybody do me a favor. Look up Annie Malone. Look when her up. When, when we look at Oprah Winfrey, when we look at uh, Madam C.J. Walker, most of us are familiar with Madam C.J. Walker because of her hairline products right. and her ingenuity at that time made her a millionaire. But Annie Malone was actually considered the first Black mm -hmm. like and this is uh, uh she was worth like 14 million dollars in like 1920. So we when, when we look at inflation, we see how important that is. And she would go on to open uh college to teach um um people how to do hair and, and familiarize them with all of her products. And this was the Poro College, a beauty college in which Madam CJ Walker attended. So sometimes we need to be aware that there's like a predecessor to what we're witnessing. So yeah. yeah, Madam C.J. Walker went on to do good things and she was able to fly because Annie Malone was able to walk. Absolutely. See? So we need to continue to use this month as a catalyst. If you black and you don't, because me and you spoke about this before, Sonia, I want everyone to get into the habits of teaching these type of things to their children. But I got news for you, black folks. If you don't give a shit about this information, it's going to be very hard to teach it to your children. Yeah. So how about we all start learning the value, the value of knowing our history. People tell me at times, Sonia, what you care? You ain't going to make no money. Why I need to know that? Give me a yeah. book about finance. Give me a book yeah. about the stock market. Yeah, those things are important too. But if you're black in this country, if you don't see no value in yourself, you may end up making some bad mistakes. You may end up being like a Jason Whitlock. You may end up right. thinking you don't want to date someone that look like you. You may right. end up making a lot of money and moving away and never wanting to come back. So your history is the the the, the map. Absolutely. Before. So you don't go there again, right? Yeah. So we all should find like umbrage in in appreciation in knowing the struggle and the strife that we going through today. There's people that did it, did it before, through it. 
Yep. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I always think about when, when people bring up, you know, um, Madam CJ Walker, she wouldn't have been able to even fund her business had it not been for Maggie Walker, who was uh, Maggie Lena Walker. She was the first um, woman to own a bank in the South mm. after after slavery right mm. and it was it's a trip because she would take she would go and wash clothes and iron clothes for for the white folks and they would give her coins and she would take the coins and she just stacked her money stacked mm. her money st and started a bank with by stacking coins <laughs> and i i taught this story to my kids when i was doing the teaching a couple of years ago and they was like so if i keep my coins we all have a bacon <laughs> i was like yeah <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That's the value, right? Yep. And the white folks in her town was coming to her trying to get loans because the white banks wasn't doing too good because white men at that time was breaking the bank. Yeah. And Maggie was like, "You ain't gonna break this bank. You gonna pay me my loan." <laughs> <laughs> and this is and this is beautiful because now people and I and look daily, weekly, I'm always sharing stuff about Black history, and I don't. I'm not doing it to gain a following or doing right. it to capitalize. This is truly what I believe in. And it helped me. Right. Like some people found religion. Shit. I, I, I found black folks, you know what I mean? And it's helped me a lot. So I think people in our community can benefit from it. And this is something that we need to continue to preach. So every week me and my sister, Sonia, we're going to bring it. We're going to give you a couple new people from black history. I got a lot of people in my mind. Once I even thought about doing it, a lot of people come to mind and I got to do a better job of slowing down because I think I get to a point where I'm thinking everybody knows what I know. And I've right. been researching people and thinking about it and talking about it and hearing about them for so long. I'm thinking nobody want to hear about that guy. Right. Everybody know about him already, but that's not the, that's not the truth. There's a lot of our people that still need to be informed on how we got here in yeah. the figures that have gotten us here and relying on the school system, relying on the media, because then we have this capitalization campaign where you go in Walmart and Target and see a goddamn black history shirt. I feel like grabbing that shirt and throwing it in your face because right. it, I have, I wear a lot of shirts by black people. When I buy the shirt, it has to be from a black company. I don't want right. to defeat the purpose. <laughs> I can't give Target my money without no. the shirt. <laughs> no. And and that's the thing is like when these things, when our history becomes the part of, oh, it's okay to do this now, somebody who's not us benefits financially from it. And and mm -hmm. that's what's so disheartening. I will, I'm gonna be I'm 100 percent honest with you, Harrison. When Biden last year signed that bill for Juneteenth to be a national holiday, I was like, nah, they can't have Juneteenth. Because I know what's gonna happen. Like you're gonna go into Walmart, the Target, you're gonna go into everywhere and they're gonna be making money off of the very thing that they didn't want us to have in this country and that was freedom. Yep. yep. And I, I, I feel it, it, it bugs me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I, it would be something if these companies and organizations were actually giving back to black communities and black organizations, but they not. Their mm -hmm. executives are making millions and millions upon dollars while their is regular employees are making peanuts. Mm -hmm. And so you can't live off of that. There's not yeah. a living wage that you can have working nine to five, an eight hour job at a Walmart or a Target. Yeah. And our black folks, we 
need to calm down sometimes and remove emotion from how we approach things because we see people present us stuff and we um, ignore all of the details just to get that feeling. Right. That feeling of inclusion. That right. feeling of, oh, I do matter. Right. Well, we can tell each other we matter. Anytime. And, and so sometimes I'll present Sonia a story, y'all. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, who behind this story? What white man did? And then once we get on, she's like, well, I was looking to see who really, because shit, man. <laughs> it's I want to feel good like y'all. Right. When I see a politician, white, right. white, regardless of the race, I don't want to dig deeper and say, is he nefarious? Can we trust him? What side is he on? But God damn it, when we ain't did that, it's been horrible. It bites us in our ass. Every time. Sonya. Every time. You see? Yeah. So we need to we need to make it a habit to people be like, you know, you con conspiracy theories or you always look, man. This is I'm history. Black in America. I'm, I, I'm, I was talking to my son today and I'm telling my son, I love him and everything that I've been through as a young person and everything he going through with his kids. And I'm telling my son, look, everything you mentioning, son, about your life and what we need to do as men is true. But never forget that you a black man, too. Yeah. Yeah. That we, and I don't want to put that on people like an extra burden, but it ain't my fault. You was born black in America. Right. What you go. Try to ignore it. Try to act like that's not a factor in go on your journey to be whoever you're going to be. Absolutely. Somebody <clears throat> will remind your ass that you're Absolutely. black. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. if you're not ready for it, you're going to internalize it. And we don't want that. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then I always tell people, you know, we can look we can look right now. Today, history is being made every time that there is pushback to the narrative of what we've contributed to this country. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate to, you know, give Ron DeSantis, a, you know, any more light than he deserves. But I, I would hate to send my kids and my, my son that's a senior in high school right now. He said, I will not be applying to any schools in Florida because I don't <laughs> I, I just can't trust that my 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 degree would be worth anything based on the, the governor that is there, based on the the just sheer proliferation of I am going to annihilate and not include because I'm scared of what black life represents in America. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's the truth behind the matter, everybody. So black history. Uh, every holiday that's presented to you, everything that's put in front of you that's instituted by this government, please take a, take a moment to think. Take a moment to consider what people before you had to go through when they just blindly trusted someone of authority figure in this country. We don't want to get into that. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. this is another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. Digital subscribers, please keep liking and sharing uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can find digital podcasts, you can find this show. Facebook, YouTube is where you can find the video. My sister Sonia Williams-Lewis. Sonia, tell them where they can find you if they need some consulting because they've just been, you know, they've been treating, treating Tanisha bad at the job. Right, they've been just right. giving it to her. Let you them know, know how you can help them. Absolutely. Get in touch with us at our website, which is ascribesuccess.com. Um, we do free discovery calls all the time with organizational leaders just to see where they are and what their commitment level is, right? Because if you ain't committed, we ain't with it. That's the that's my philosophy. <laughs> that's a sure right. 
Man, I'm telling you, one thing that I'm gonna do is collect my coins because I know what I'm what I what value I bring to the table. There you go. But the reality of it is are that people um of um black and, and BIPOC, other you know, races of color, we are experiencing some microaggressions, some biases, and some just gaslighting in the workplace that is unsettling. I, I hear about things all day long and I'm just like Y'all think that's okay, and you don't you don't discipline people, or you don't let them go, or there are no consequences, and you think that this culture is okay. We have to, and I mean, going back to the title that I put, I, I know that I'm I'm kind of out there when you know when I said, okay, Black History protects whiteness. We have to stop protecting whiteness in the spaces that we occupy. Yep. We have power in that. Like I'm, you know, today I I I put on my I made a video on my TikTok and I said every day this month you're gonna see me in something that's black related, and so I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna be extra blackity black black, but I can't <laughs> take go. it off, y'all. We can't take this off, and since we can't take it off, we have to demand what our ancestors deserve, and future generations won't have to deal with if we take care of it now. There we go. There we go. So. Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast every Thursday here with my sister Sonia, 7 p.m. This month is Black History Month, so we're going to be on some real black shit. Normally we be on some black shit, but we're going to be on some black <laughs> We're going to be on some real black shit this month. And we're going to give y'all history because I, yeah. I have learned a lot about these things and we're going to talk about it and enlighten you guys. And then I implore you to do your own due diligence take the name of the person the information i gave you go find out for yourself right don't believe nobody yep. take the information google it use that damn phone you'll be using to do all that other nefarious all stuff. Other stuff. <laughs> use it to educate this yourself this month be excited about it and then you know what teach it to a five-year-old how about that absolutely about and that? here's another tip parents when your babies come home and they learning about the same people over and over again Take the industry that you work in and you do some research because I bet you, I, I have no doubt about it. There was a black person who did something ingenious in the industry that you work in. Every subject, every industry, everything that has that goes on to make this world the way that it is, a black genius was behind the scenes. And so do yourself a favor and know that history for yourself. Make sure that you're challenging the educational system to do better by your babies. And you if go. you're a young person watching this, I would just say like um, Google black people, with, start with your, your first name. Google somebody who got the same name as you. I'm telling you the information is out there. There are those of us who laid the groundwork. All we want you to do is see the trail because the light is lit. The light is lit and we got to continue as adults, as older black people, as black people who've coming into adulthood, coming into knowledge, all of that. Inform the people around you. Use this month at a cat uh, as a catalyst. Yeah, it's a yeah. short month. Yeah, it's capitalization based on the month in the organizations that are involved. Remove all of that. Yeah. Figure out, figure out a way to, to appreciate black history all year round, y'all. It's your brother Harrison. My sister Sonia, follow me on Instagram at Melanated Combo 100. Melanated Combo 100. Hey, if you want some black history, go to my new, uh, 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 go to my Instagram page. I don't yep. never delete nothing because that's that's history right there. I'm and I'm putting what I feel. This ain't about placating to anybody. I believe in what I'm talking about, everybody. Yep. This is the Melanated Combo podcast. My sister Sonia, we out. See y'all next week.